0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How we doing, Dave?
1: Yeah, not bad. We
0: realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. we talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because, like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this obviously Yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear uh, podcast.evertrack.co.uk
0: Awesome Dave, yeah. Enjoy the episode and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Yeah, all the best.
0: Today um, do uh, Jerome new office. No, no, this is um So basically this is the uh, we we got a few rooms in the office. This is where normally we have lunch. Uh, this is actually called the mess tent, the summit zones behind us. Yeah, which is where we have some of our team meetings. Um, it's also
1: the same place we've been doing it for about a month. I was going to say, Jerome, so you've been on a few I of these. I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. Jerome is—is this? Do you think that's what? Because he you're wearing glasses. Put, wow. I think I look better without them? I don't know. Or with them? Leave them I can't read the comment on the screen. If I got <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant.
0: Um, no, it's great. We we wanted to talk a little bit around um trek difficulty levels mm-hmm. because we've seen some questions and comments and um also some feedback on certain trips as well and i thought it's really mm-hmm. good to talk about it and um you know especially on uh, like if anyone's ever been on our website which i know a lot of you have you'll see that each trip has a little level on it and this level kind of reflects what we think is the the difficulty but it is clear and i think um you know looking at a lot of the adventure world you know that the, the Trek difficulty is quite a big gauge. Yeah, Um, You know, we try and put words on it and and explanations and video content and things like that to kind of explain. But sometimes you just don't know until you're out there. But we thought we'd talk about it today anyway, like open forum. um, Any questions around any of our trips, um, you know, around trek difficulty, um, you know, what would be good for a first timer? What would be good maybe if it was your second or third trip? Also as well, and we do get this quite a lot, is that if you've gone out to altitude and you've struggled for, you know, on your first trip, um, you know we want to look okay well what, what's next for you what what's the what's the next kind of adventure look like yeah um, so yeah definitely a, a, an open kind of chat today around that obviously me and Dave will, will start off yeah um, and talk about trek difficulty because it is I mean we all we all even the first time before we went to altitude we're asking like you know well, how, how, how hard is it
1: well yeah I mean it's, it's actually it's a pretty a bit of a difficult um, question to answer because you know we yeah. can tell people the treks are hard. Yeah, and then sometimes people come back and they go, "Oh yeah, I right, actually want not too bad." Other times people come back and say, "No, no, you really should have told us it was it was hard." And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Well, you know, how, how what you know what hard means for one person is not the same as another. It's also not the same for the individual every time they go." Yeah, I've done Everest base camp four times now, and I can tell you that I found it easier on some occasions than another. True, true. And so, what is it that actually makes a trek difficult? And yeah, for you, you know. So obviously, you know, there yeah. is. A broad range of treks that you can do and you can look at them. So we we know Aconcagua is more difficult than Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro is probably more difficult than the Inca Trail. You know, so broadly speaking, we can pinpoint. You know, okay, the the gauge. We've got that gauge. Yeah, but then also when you get down into well, how difficult is Kilimanjaro Mm. itself? It's a difficult one to answer because it it does depend on the individual. It depends on the training, the fitness level, the mindset plays a big role, and. I actually suffer with that myself. Sometimes, if I'm on a hard day's trek, yeah, all of a sudden, and I don't know where it is. It's usually like towards the end, or if I've under fueled, I'll have this thought in my head like, "Oh, I just want it. I just want to get back to the car," <laughs> you know. And yeah. if that creeps in, yeah. it makes the trek ten times harder. Time seems to drag out. I can impact it. Yeah, I think, and you know, we we, we didn't want to start off on the, on the on the
0: mindset stuff, but it it certainly plays a part. Um, you know, when uh, the difficulty of it comes in, and, and and you're having a bit of a bad moment. Yeah, it can certainly make it a little bit harder. But I think where we wanted to start was we we've put a, a you know our, our kind of our version of what of how how we think that the, the trek is like. Um, it's, it's and it's really interesting because we do get varied feedback. Like personally, when I did um, uh, Kilimanjaro a few years ago now, and obviously I'm done Everest Base Camp uh, five times. It I always kind of uh, envisioned and, and, and thought that Kilimanjaro would be harder, and Summit Night was. Um, the rest of the trip was was relatively not easy, because n- none of the treks that we ever do are, are going to be that easy. <laughs> um, they, they might be, we might label them as as moderate or gentle or, or something like that, but they're, they're none of the trips we do are easy. And I think for me, I certainly found Kili harder than Base Camp. Um, I think purely because of that Summit Night, the tiredness. Not necessarily the physicality of it, but the overall challenge, which is great. And that now I've got a personal gauge I can share and say, for me, Killy was harder than, than Everest Base Camp. Um, but I know we've had vice versa. We've had Evertrekkers who've gone out and done um, Kilimanjaro first, and then they did Everest Base Camp, and they actually found Everest Base Camp more challenging. Yeah, it can. Well, it's, it can be quite. Uh, it's, it's 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 tough, isn't it? Because you, you want it. You want to be honest and open with everyone, and you know us. We, we like to tell you how it is um before you go on any trip and yeah it, it's kind of a good um uh definitely the gauge in our mind is is sometimes harder than the one we write about yeah <laughs> i
1: mean well Killian ebc is yeah. an interesting one because it's the one that probably gets compared the most yeah because it's the two probably two most popular trips that we run yeah and there are different factors that makes one more difficult than the other yeah so kilimanjaro Really, it's about summit night. If you didn't have to yeah. do summit night, Kilimanjaro would be relatively and a relatively easy trek. Um, but then on EBC, you don't really have any one day that's <clears throat> as intense as summit night. But you do spend a longer time at a higher altitude. Yeah. You know, so you spend. You know, once you get to sort of Dingboche, that's like what four four. You know, two days of four four. Then you go to four nine at Lobuche. Then you're at five one in Goriksha. Yeah. Then you're back to like four four again. You know, you don't spend that much time. Yeah. And that high altitude on the Kilimanjaro trip. That's true, actually. You know, yeah, um, you're up and down quite quick. I mean, it's but it's still a it's still a difficult one, isn't it? But that that summit night is really when it comes to to yeah. the four. You know, I mean, summit night is like yeah, it's sort of like climbing Ben Nevis in terms of its actual altitude yeah, gain. Yeah, in terms of the gain, yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably steeper. It's at night. It's going up to nearly six thousand meters. Sounds awesome. So it, it, so it takes a lot. It takes a lot longer, but um, but yeah, it is an interesting one. You know these uh, these difficulty gauges yeah. and where one sits according to the other. Um, you know, I actually probably made an incorrect assumption about main tubcar, especially know? the
0: weekender. Yeah, yeah. it's it, exactly, and, and sometimes you don't know until you, you you go out there. And obviously, we've got a lot of trips on the on the roster now, and, and there's there's some you know us. We'd we'd love to to do all of them. We haven't done all of them. Um, but Tupkal was certainly one that, from a physicality point of view, in terms of, um, you know, what it takes out, your legs and your body and and your mind, it is actually quite that, challenging. That, that four day, day there is a
1: beast. Altitude wise I mean, not so much, in our opinion, but it's it, it, it can surprise you. Do you know it's interesting, though? Because when we first went to Kilimanjaro uh, to make Tupkal, yeah, we yeah. met these, I think they were Norwegians. Mm. Um, and one of them showed me a video of one of the, right, of his mate that, yeah, going yeah. to the summit. Yeah. And uh, he was, like, almost, like, wobbling and apparently really suffering with the altitude yeah. um i actually think that's probably a rare circumstance on tupacar most people are okay with the altitude yeah you certainly it means, feel yeah, it yeah. yeah because you know you do go up to above four thousand meters you know it's over a thousand meters of ascent right yeah or uh, less no it is no it is It's yeah. over a thousand meters yeah, of ascent. almost yeah. and um thousand meters up thousand meters down and then if you're doing the
0: weekender it's also the, the 1300 meter descent back to Imler,
1: which yeah. is, a that's, a ba- that's a of laughs. It's a good challenge. I've done it. It's a good challenge. But um, but yeah, but it's not. Um, I guess the difficulty thing when we're factoring in like what label do we put on those trips? Yeah, it's not all about the altitude, is it? You know. So it's no. not all about the altitude. It's about sort of, you know, we have to factor in like the amount of miles you do in yeah. what space of time. Because if you have two or three big days in a row, yeah, that's probably way more intense than an eight-day trip where you have like fewer days in a row, yeah. which is why the eight-day Tupacal trip is less <laughs> intense yeah. um, than the four-day, you know? Well, yeah, and, it's, not, it's not camping. And if I would say the four-day... well, I took you a while, Yeah, yeah, eh? yeah, yeah I yeah. thought you were going to
0: miss that. But, it, like, for instance, <laughs> if
1: the four-day one we said was, like, tough, yeah. the eight-day would be challenging, you know? Yeah, definitely. He, yeah. But, but actually, that's almost counterintuitive. you think the longer one would be more difficult. So I'm just reading some of the comments. Great questions
0: as well. We will come, come back to these. Um uh, you know, Emily, hey Emily, I hope all is well. We'll um be taking on your question, uh, Anne about Machu Picchu, um Jerome as well about TMB. Yeah, we will we'll definitely come on to these. Um uh, Machu Picchu Hidden Valley. Yeah, good, yeah. good knowledge, Anne. Uh, <laughs> uh, compared to the Inca Trail, exactly. Yeah. Which one is which one is harder, right? We'll, we'll come on to that. Um but Dave, yeah, you you did hit on a good point there and something that because the difficulty level is sometimes about the altitude. And, and everyone can, and everyone performs differently on different trips because your body can be in a different place, yeah. your mind can be in a different place. So it could be difficult one day or one trip uh, where you're proper acclimatized, you you looked after your hydration, your your body was in a good spot, and then the next time you go, it could seem really hard. Mm. Um, or vice versa, because your body was different, and then in your mind then you perceive that to be more challenging than another it happened time. to me. Exactly. Tupacal. yeah, It can, exactly. You know, um,
1: first trip I went to Tupcal. Yeah, I I was shocked by how difficult I found it, but largely because I wasn't very well. Yeah. I couldn't sort of even access the fitness that I had. Yeah. Um, and so the first trip that I did, I remember thinking like, My God, like this <laughs> yeah, is the yeah, yeah. worst trip I've ever done. I never want to do it again. I feel <laughs> utterly terrible. Yeah. And of, of course I did do it again. I booked it back in immediately. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, so a few months true. later I went back yeah. and I remember dreading two days. It wasn't even summit day. Yeah. It was the walk to the refuge and the walk back because the previous time I did it being so unwell, I felt awful. Yeah. When I got to the refuge the first time, I, honest to God, I felt like I reached that. I was so happy. I was like, I could do that again. Yeah, yeah. I was almost a punch in the air moment. And then when I walked back, I remember thinking, oh, God, yeah, this feels like it goes on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, Brilliant. I'm back. And just a change in mindset, a little change in health, yeah. a little change in fitness, and transformed the trip. So then the, the kind of gauge then changes in your mind, right? 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I thought the first time when I failed to get to the summit of Tupacal, I... I wanted to invent a new level, yeah, just called brutality.
0: (laughs) You know, um, is that so? We're going to introduce that one. Yeah, we're going to introduce brutality. Brutality. Brutality is where
1: we do, um, yeah, you do aconcagua like four times in a row. You know, yeah, but um, (laughs) but yeah, but that that, is brutal. But it it does change, and you know, something you said at the beginning there that it, it, you know, depending on how you are, how your fitness is, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll have the same experience twice. And so what yeah. we can hopefully do is impart some knowledge at the beginning to tell you, okay, this trek is tough. And these are the reasons why it's tough. And these are the reasons that you can make it feel less tough, you know? So you can go out and you can increase your train and you can increase your strength. On this particular trek, there's a lot of loose terrain, you yeah. know? So actually doing some practice and walking on that is really good. Yeah, One thing I find really good is working on, if you're like constantly on loose terrain that's slippy, having good core is good. Um, and it's okay. something I never thought about because when you are on loose ground and your feet move yeah, backwards, so so you true. have a strong core and you're carrying a back, it makes it so much easier.
0: I suppose, yeah, because you're not slipping and sliding everywhere. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good, good point. And, you know, I know we're, we, we're, we're kind of talking broadly now. I know we haven't kind of honed in on any particular trips specifically yet. Um, but yeah, going through that kind of our, um, you know, our gauge is we, we, we put gentle in there. Now, gentle is not really a word we generally use on our trips. Have we got any that are gentle? Uh, we just put the training weekend in there. They're not even that gentle. <laughs> well, I didn't have a word to yeah. describe that kind of level. But uh, we again, we want this just to, and I know a lot of, um, you know, other kind of operators and companies that they do a similar thing, um, you know, because we want to, to, to give you a gauge of, Which one is for you? Um, You know the other two kind of in between ones, which are moderate and challenging, are generally where a lot of our trips sit. Yeah. And sometimes they can fall into either or. Now we've chosen, um, like for instance, with Everest Base Camp, um, you know, in our opinion, um, yet it is challenging. But in terms of the difficulties that we've got, we we changed it to moderate um, in terms of the difficulty. Doesn't mean that means it's easy. It just means it's maybe not as hard as the other ones we've put in there. Because we didn't want it to be like the end of the gauge, which is 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 the tough ones. You know, we're looking at Aconcaguas, we're looking at the you know the 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 summits of fire, which I would say probably um, some of the hardest trips that we do right now. Yeah, um, you know, it might change over the next couple of years as we release um, some more epics, uh, which we're certainly planning to do. Um, and uh, you know, but for us, the, the the moderate was a good gauge because it means it's it kind of sits kind of right in the middle in terms of. Um, uh, you know the treks that we do because you've then got one like um uh, you know you look at the three peaks three passes or actually called the three passes now three passes <laughs> yeah um uh, which we we adjusted last year or you've got something like K2 base camp or even looking at oh, what was the other trip I was thinking like the Ring
1: of Fire it sits in that kind of challenging bracket the Ring of Fire the ring trek, of fire, more trek, yeah, trek yeah yeah because we because we started out with the summit of fire didn't we we did and then we realized that, that was um that was really tough. That was a beast. That was really exactly. tough. It's like doing three Kilimanjaro's in a week. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> Which, know, exactly. You put well, that impact. down.
0: I mean, that, that's going to be a tough week, but it's certainly achievable. And I think that's what we wanted to kind of gauge with, get get th- get across with the gauge, if that yeah. makes
1: sense. Exactly. Um, um, for it. one of the other things as well, I think yeah. it is important as well. Um it's strange for me to talk about the mindset stuff more Ooh, than you mate, actually. Maybe you, you, um, you go for it. Yeah, but what this I is good. what I like is so is to have an honest assessment of where you are in yeah. terms of your fitness level when yeah. you go on the trek as well, because some people will probably go on EBC, come back and say, "What are you on about? That was not moderate." <laughs> yeah. Now, taking altitude issues aside, because that can affect anyone. Yeah. I would say 99% of the time, whenever I've been on these trips, if someone follows the Minden rules, you know, trek slow, drink yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, the fitter they are, the easier it is. Yeah, is. I've known really fit people do Everest <coughs> Base Camp, nice and slow, nice and gentle. Sure, there are some uphill days. Sure, it's challenging. Sure, it's tough. Yeah, But actually was well within their capability that made it moderate. Yeah, You know, but if you yeah, go yeah, there yeah. and you're yeah, relatively yeah. unfit, which we've all been there, yeah. you know, and, you know, you're not, you know, you poor cardio, not that strong. Yeah. You know, you haven't got mountain miles in your legs, so they're feeling like overly exerted every time you go up a hill. Yeah. EBC can be absolutely brutal. Yeah, it can. You know, so it, it is honest. First time I went there, I and mean, before Evertrek was a thing.
0: And yeah, it was, it was it was certainly challenging. I mean, I was in winter, but it was still yeah. it was still hard because I didn't know the kind of levels of fitness that you needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's was really interesting in coming back and, and in going back numerous times in better shape with a different mind
1: and 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 how how much more enjoyable it can be yeah no exactly and and the mating rules make a big difference as yeah. well i think you know because we have seen people who are super fit that should have trashed dbc you know not literally yeah. but in terms of the <sighs> challenge yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. and um actually really really struggled yeah. because they treated the first two or three days like a challenge you know in terms yeah. of be first be fastest and EBC and our trips are not about first or fastest. No. It's about sort of achievement um, and experience. Is yeah. the, is the two most biggest exactly. things I think. You know, so I'm just just reading some of the comments. Yeah, it's a miserable
0: day in, in Brecon today. Oh, Scott, it's still great to be out there though. I hope I uh, hope all is well. Um, Sophie, EBC was really challenging because I didn't train enough. But yeah, but Sophie, you know, that sometimes isn't it? We, we 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 can put ourselves down these situations sometimes, which is natural um you know especially if we're doing lots of trips but no you did really well and you know you, you you got there in the end that's the most important thing however um however you've got there but you you did it and some of those pictures mate were absolutely fantastic um yeah jerome <laughs> tengboche
1: hill equals Killy summit mate. i'm not sure about <laughs> that jerome
0: <laughs> Killy yeah, Summit again, like-
1: it's 12 hours long Hill hill's only like two three three yeah but
0: it's it's still at that point in the journey. It is. It, it can be hard. Yeah. No. Um, but it's again, it's great though, Joan, because it's that you've obviously done a few different trips now, and you can get in your mind what what the difficulty is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose the, the the big point of all of this, as Dave said, is that it can be it can be more difficult at different points in your journey. Um, you know, and and I suppose to make it easy on yourself is you know always that we we believe that anyone can do these things. Anyone can go on these treks, but and there is a but, but you have to be prepared to to train for it and earn it. Um yeah. you know, you, you can turn up, you can struggle. It'll, that gauge will then go up a notch,
1: but you, you know, it's still it's still achievable for you. Yeah, but um, it's a bow. But it's a bow, exactly. I've seen Lee Wyatt's comment there. That is hey, a Lee. man, that is a man that's done the fan dance oh, a few <laughs> times. I guarantee. I <laughs> <laughs> like a like, yeah. You know the amount of times that we've um We've been trekking and doing our gentle horseshoe and enjoying ourselves, enjoying the view, and then we see the military guys coming up, coming up time, Jacob's like, Ladder on the other side. <laughs> I yeah, didn't,
0: yeah that, I, not, not, it's uh, it's a good challenge that I've heard. Um, but we've it's it's been good though. We've had some questions, and I think it's good to let's switch onto the diff the different trips now. So, for instance, um, I, I noticed that someone there. If I can find it, <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it clean, Lee. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lee, good comment though, good comment, mate. Um, I'm just trying to pull this yes. question. I think I'll I'll bring it up here. Um, because Anne, I believe Anne was, was talking about Machu Picchu Hidden Valley. And I suppose brings a good good kind of question really around also throwing that into the equation about the Inca Trail. Um, because the Inca trails can be challenging. And the Hidden Valley, which is the Tomakea route, the one we started, um, um, we launched it during COVID, but we ran our first trips there last year. Um, And I went out there in in, in September. It's absolutely fantastic, the Hidden Valley route um, that does drop down onto the Inca Trail. Uh, But it's absolutely fantastic. It is, I would say, personally more challenging than the Inca Trail, um, purely because of the altitude. You do go over 4,900 meters. So it's pretty substantial altitude. Not for a long period of time, but any time you... Uh, you're up there for 15 minutes half hour it can it's hard work um whereas the Inca trail at the highest point when you go over Dead woman's pass I think is just under uh, uh, four thousand three hundred meters. so that's that six hundred meters it, it doesn't seem like a lot but at that height it 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 can be um, but yeah, so if you were weighing up Inca trail um, and and the hidden valley and which one was for you again, um you know if you're out there walking in the hills, um, obviously here in the UK or you know, wherever you're watching us from today. If you're, if you're out there and you can do anything between kind of like, you know, four to six hours a day, um, I would say you're in, in the kind of right place. Obviously the more that you're out there, the better, um, you know, you don't have to, to be a superhero or super fit, but it does help, you know, that that's, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to get across. Um, and certainly whichever one you choose, you know, that I'd say the Toma is probably a bit more epic because of the, um, because of the ascent of the High Pass, uh, which is called Tocto Pass, um, at 4,900 metres, whereas the Inca Trail is more of a general, uh, sort of gradual up until you get to um, uh, the high, Dead Woman's Pass, um, which, that's a, a top name, isn't it, Who died, for, who for died there? Some woman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sorry, I I, um, it was a long time ago, um, yeah. I think, a, of an Incan legend. I can't remember the the story. If anyone knows why it's called that,
1: yeah. definitely drop in the comments. Awesome. Izzy has uh, asked a good question here. Yeah. Izzy he Arthur, which I'll take on um uh, so i can find it yeah oh yeah yeah i can see There we go so uh i'm generally fit and active but haven't had access to doing many mountains or long treks recently yeah, i'm generally doing lots of walking and hiking but think i'm going to be relying on mainly my general fitness for ebc will this be okay um so yeah is it uh, i mean if your general fitness is pretty good then absolutely it's going to be okay we always say that there's a there's no real substitute for training um or the mountains by going to the mountains yeah um you know you get mountain fit your legs will develop strength you'll get used to the endurance however yeah. it's not the be all and end all so if you are able to train just by you know going for runs and walks outside your house um if you can try and get in some hills that would be great yeah. if you can't get many hills in i'd substitute that with some strength training like squats and lunges and things yeah. like that um but other than that, yeah. As long as you're doing something and you're not rolling off the couch and going to EBC, generally speaking, you're in a better yeah, position. Definitely. So if your fitness is already at a pretty decent standard and you know you can do a nice long day hiking and not feel completely trashed for a week, um, then yeah, absolutely, you're gonna you're gonna be in good shape for EBC.
0: Yeah, and, and Izzy, you can do it. Um, like I said, if you if you're generally very fit and active, but you know, as Dave said, you know, not everyone lives next to a, a mountain and. Sometimes you, know, you you do have to maybe um, you know pick a couple of days and just maybe drive. I'm not sure, sure where you live, um, but if if you can, like uh, literally on Friday, we, yeah. we had a spare day and we went up to North Wales. You know, you, we got up really early. I think we left just about six o'clock, got up to Cadaridris um, just after nine and we're out all day. And then we didn't get back till probably seven, eight o'clock, but it was a long day. But sometimes, isn't it, you, you want to get out and, and, and go to the mountains. and Obviously, we're very lucky. We've got uh, Ballybrook-Aignog here, yeah, um, about 40, 45 minutes um, from, from our homes. So it's easy to get to those, but you, you want to mix it up sometimes and uh, something a bit harder. So, yeah, even though it might be a bit further afield, if you can do like one of them a month, and, you know, obviously that the cost is time because you've, you've got a lot of traveling time there, but that cost is worth it. Yeah, The cost of not doing that... And, and, and not being, you know, out in the mountains and as fit could be w- more. So, yeah, something to just put into the equation, I think, if you can, you know, obviously, if you've got access to a car or, or you know, if you can get to these regions, although it might be tough, it, it, it's worth it if you can, mate. Caterhid is great as well. Oh, I loved it. Brilliant. I highly recommend Caterhid. I've what, been up there a couple of times, but it's um, fantastic. I've never,
1: This is my first time on Friday going to Enjoyed the never it, never, no? never done it. And, um, yeah, it was amazing. It's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite hike in the UK. You enjoy that route? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, the route the route that we chose, Andy chose, was pretty good. So we went up, um, I said it was like Stepageddon.
0: <laughs> Stepageddon. Um, so as soon That's as, a good
1: training program. Yeah, as soon as you start, I mean, yeah, like if you can get it, by the, by the way, so, uh, Izzy, I think, is fine. She's a rope player, a rower, runs. You're going to be cool. If you can get yes. to a gym and get on a Stairmaster, um, yeah. then you're going to be absolutely amazing because... Yeah, I wish I had spent more time on the stairmaster when we started Cataridris, which is like car, best in heart rate, steps for an hour. <laughs> you know, it so. was, yeah, um, brilliant. Also, I did a stupid idea on it. I was really tired, so I drank a can of Monster, which is rare. Yeah, that's it's the sugar-free one. Not good for you, Dave. No, so I drank not just to kind of like keep myself because I was feeling a bit sleepy in the car. So I thought, oh, I need to perk up a little bit. Don't normally have energy drinks, but I thought I'd treat myself to one. My God, it was it horrible! <laughs> like my heart rate was just all off the
0: yeah.
1: The that's it yeah. Min- Miniford pass? Uh Miniford, Yeah, we we did
0: part of it. Yeah, we started on that, but we there's there's three different routes up there. I think the other is called the Fox. Uh, there's one called the Pony a Pony Route, not the Pony Track, <laughs> the Pony Route. Uh, we 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 did a uh, a bit of a hybrid. We we call it the reverse figure eight. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share it in the group, actually, because it's a really yeah, good route.
1: And it's, yeah, we go, instead of, like, wide around the lake, we <laughs> go, like, hug the lake. Yeah. And then there's a little, like... Scree slope. Cool. Water. There it is. <laughs> yeah, you a, know, yeah, a little bit of cool where we water. go up, like, yeah. the the scree slope, bit of scrambling. Bit of scrambling. And there. then we turn around and go back.
0: Down the Minneford yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is a beast of a descent. Good training for the legs, though, and as as we all know... Stepageddon. If you're going up, you've got to come down. And on the descent, it's good training for your legs. It's a really good route that I'd say any yeah. any um anyone that's going to Killy, Everest Base Camp, Machu Picchu, tube um, doing that is absolutely brilliant. And, and Lee, yeah, mentions the, the Welsh 3000 ers then. Um yeah, also a bit of a beast. If you want to do it in 24 hours, we, we like to take mm-hmm. our time on these mountains. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you wanna do it then, it's absolutely um brilliant. Um British. I did a pony route, Welsh three peak challenge. Yeah, I've heard it's a good route. and um, we did I say we did a little bit of a bit of a hybrid, um, pretty much. When, whenever I look at a route, I always look and I, I kind of draw my own, if it's possible, uh, without climbing gear, um, which it was. And then, uh, yeah, that's the way we went. It was good. Yeah. Hey, trekkers, how are you doing? Sorry to jump into this awesome episode that you'll be listening to, but I wanted to see if you could do us a huge favor and vote for us at the next British Travel Awards. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, which is bit.ly forward slash uh, vote for Evertrek 2023, that's two zero two three. Um, get on there, uh, we're hoping to win the best uh, travel company for adventure holidays, um, would be epic if you could vote for us, um, you know it's been a mad couple of years but uh, mean a lot to us because it's voted for by our Evertrekkers, um, so yeah if you could vote for us this year, um, it, the awards are in November um, this year and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll win. Um, anyway, I'll let you get back to the podcast, and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Really good questions today. though. I'm loving the loving the comments. Great to see people are out and about as well. And we've got some treks on the horizon. <laughs> Diane, I hope you're well. Really we looking we look forward to Machu Picchu, Tomakea route next April. Um, oh, Rob's coming. Awesome. Uh, I know you did Killy together. Are getting more training in soon. Snowdonia of all the Killy team ever trek family. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Love it. Love it. Diane, I hope all is well, mate. Um, great to see you on on the live as well. Lee's on form today. Welsh Three Peaks, seventeen hours, and I had regrets.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Jerome, actually, because uh, Jerome, apologies, I know you posted this question twice. Um, what can we and uh, I expect in terms of difficulty on the New Blanc Mont? Blanc Mont?
1: The,
0: the Blanc Mont, other way around. Uh, Mont Blanc track. Yeah, it's um, so that is, I would say, a moderate. Uh, so I would say similar, and I'd say easier than Everest Base Camp. Um, you're not as high, so the altitude doesn't play as much as a factor. Um, as with any trek, it's, it's going to be uh, a challenge, but because of the, the length of time you've got to trek each day, but it's easier than Everest Base Camp. Um, it's easier than Killy, and I know you've done both. So yeah, mate, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll enjoy that. It's, it's certainly, you still get just as much, um, epic views. Um, you know, the Alps are, are fantastic and especially going over when we start in Cormier, um, we go over, uh, Valferrat Pass. It's, 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 yeah, it's a fantastic route. Yeah. Um, over there and obviously you go through the three countries as well so italy into France and then switzerland and then back over into italy yeah so really you've, you've chosen a really good trip there mate awesome um for next year yeah exciting time so yeah in terms of difficulty i'd put that in the moderate bracket if, um, yeah. uh, as it is which is easier than the other two that you've you've done um, awesome although I'd, i i want to i want to hear your feedback on that the after next year yeah i want to see what your gauge is back at, at that time mate
1: here. Emily Cuthiller said, "What would you say is the hardest trip we offer?" Oh, hey Emily, how are you? Good to see you on the line. Dave. Go on. I'd yeah. probably say, but Aconcagua is probably the hardest that we offer, um, yeah. just in terms of its altitude. You know, it's the highest mountain outside the Himalaya, yeah. annoyingly just shy of seven thousand meters. Just take a ladder um, in yeah, take a ladder we or something. Like, just, just even get up there. But um, seven thousand. But yeah, uh, probably probably Akankagwa in terms of that because the altitude is starting to play a real hand. Altitude is tough when you go, yeah. you know, to Tupkal at four thousand one hundred and change, but it's a lot, lot tougher when you get to like 7,000 meters, you know, like that's serious mountain territory. Also, it's a huge, vast mountain, you know, so it's actually a long trudge to get up and down. Proper expedition. Um, uh, Yeah. And also we do a lot of acclimatizing in the neighboring Balacitos range. Yeah. So you'll actually summit like quite a few different mountains. Um, So I would say, yeah, that is definitely in the final tough category slash epic. Definitely. Excuse me. Yeah, it was definitely (laughs) Aconcagua's... at least for the next 12
0: months could be the hardest one that we do um, yeah it's definitely a beast I think Summits is up there Summits of Fire because yeah. you've got you know Chimborazo uh, Cotopaxi unfortunately which is is it's closed at the moment because it's, it's, it's geothermally active um, so yeah the, but the, the, because of the amount of peaks you've got to do in a certain amount of time um, even though it might not be as high as Aconcagua the Summits is definitely yeah. um, a beast <laughs> definitely um, but you know, having had Evertrekkers on there, um, they loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved the because it was so hard. Um, you know, and I think if you go into it knowing because it's called summits of fire, you know it's gonna be hard. Um you know, that's why we kinda of labeled it as as we have as as, as tough, because it's definitely a, a tough one. But potashes, if you're using Haribos or Mars bars, maybe bring it a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. No energy drinks. No, horrendous. the heart. heart rate was just out of control going up the steps. But uh, Mars bars, yeah, I'm a Mars bar fan. I prefer Mars bar over Snickers. Uh, I don't know.
0: I'm a Snickers person.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, see, I like, don't know why. I, 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 I've changed. I used to be Snickers, but now I'm definitely Mars. You've gone for it. I've, yeah. I'm trying to find Ross. Uh, hey, Ross, how you doing? I know you've posted. Uh, he, 20 years ago in the Himalaya, oh, you've got uh, it there, Dave, we took uh, supplies for schools. Has it moved on or still needing stuff? Yeah, fantastic question
0: as well. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find <coughs> your question there, Ross, um, to put, bring it into the live because <clears throat> amazing that you went there 20 years ago. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it has moved on a lot. There's a lot more um, infrastructure now um, in the Himalayas. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, as good here in the UK. It's still third world country. It's still very poor. I think any um, anything that you do for schools and supplies, I know we got a lot of Evertrackers that bring stuff if they're over in, in Nepal running, you know, on trips of ours, they do bring stuff. Um, and we'll say, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, if you did that again, we we can find a use for it in, in some of the schools, um, you know, or even some of the the actual places in Kathmandu as well, which, you know, Kathmandu uh, definitely struggled more during the pandemic than some of the villages, um, just because they they kind of, you haven't got the, the land to sustain your life. Yeah, It's it quite hard for people in Kathmandu. So sometimes the, the schools in Kathmandu can, benefit from it as well but yeah Ross um drop us a message you know obviously if you're if you're coming on a I take it you booked on one of our trips or you're due to go back or thinking about going back obviously we'd, we'd love to, to help you yeah uh, be part of that journey um yeah definitely hit us up drop us a, a direct message or, or drop us an email um yeah we'd love to to kind of um make that happen for you and, and that, this goes to anyone that wants to bring anything if you can squeeze some stuff in your in your your bag to bring it over to Nepal or any any of our trips you know it all it all helps um, you know, to give it to, yeah. to some of the school kids or maybe the orphanage. Uh, some people have brought, and this isn't a request right now, but just as an example, some people have brought some old laptops and things they wanted to kind of give away. And you know, we can certainly find use for that in yeah. um, the office in Nepal. But like our team there is about twenty strong, so there are people that we can use. Um, you know, some of the some of the stuff in in Kathmandu as well awesome um but yeah lovely great thought, ross thanks so much mate
1: um des lally how's it going Dez? hey how you doing des um, good to hear from you mate yeah des awesome guy by the way if any of you um, want to check out he's always doing some sort of crazy fundraising he climbed penavan every day for a year he did 24 hours of rugby on the summit of penavan yeah various other adventures as well penavan plungers um, yeah.
0: as, as uh, i know we've been uh, des we, we really need to go and i've noticed you've been in there recently and had a, a dip in the in the stream i'll have to
1: have to join you mate it's been too long yep Awesome. Uh said what's the most interesting trip you That's A really good tr- a That good. is a difficult one to answer to, to be honest because it depends on what you're interested in I guess. If, if you're interested in my opinion I think the Himalaya in Nepal is the most interesting because of uh, several reasons. Yep, They're yep. the biggest mountains in the world. Yep. That's interesting. It's steeped in mountaineering <coughs> history. Um also then there is the cultural history. Yeah. Um, very, very rich and you know, amazing culture with all the different deities and belief systems and sort of the yeah. temples that's and true actually, yeah. it's, you know it culturally goes, it's amazing. It goes back one, yeah. a long way. Um, and then also, you know, you've got the mountaineering history, then you've got the mountains themselves that are fascinating, those biggest mountains in the world. Yeah. To me, that's what it is. But you know, if yeah. you're interested yeah. in ancient artifacts and history and you might think Machu Picchu is the best for instance You yeah um, exactly yeah like going to, to
0: Machu Picchu in, in Peru is really cool I know what you mean though like in yeah in, I'm just trying to think yeah it depends it does depend on what interests you isn't it yeah if we're thinking of different um, you know some of the trips we do like in Ecuador the Ring of Fire and the Summits of Fire are very different because you're going on like it's very remote you won't see many other people um, in you know on the mountains and it's you know some of the mountains that you go on is absolutely fantastic. So that could be a really, really interesting mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. The Himalayas are something, isn't it? I mean, um, we just had our first ever Trekkers come back from K2 Base Camp as well, which was really cool. Again, yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: you know, that is also, I know because of the history of it, because of the epicness of K2, um, you know, that would be an, it's a challenging one as well. Like, um, and again, Looking at the difficulty levels, it's, it's definitely a step up from, say, Everest Base Camp. More in line with, like, the three passes, but mm. even even then, a lot more remote, n- no infrastructure whatsoever once you're onto the, the Baltoro Glacier on the way to um, Concordia and then K2 Base Camp. Um, absolute epic. But that, like, for some people, like I know for yourself, would be really interesting.
1: Yeah, no, K2 is um, a big bucket list of mine. I, I love the... Yeah the mountaineering history of these places, you know, there's an amazing book. Um, I can find the title of it in my audio book section, but it tells the story of two K2 expeditions. One of them is the original one. um, And then one of them is um, one of the more dangerous ones that was in a, um, that was in a uh, a documentary and it's by Ed Vistius, this book. Was it about um, K2? That's amazing, yeah, it's called... I haven't read it. It's, uh, th- this, this is it here. Was it? Is it literally called K2? Yeah, so K2. So I'll see if Dave's I can get literally downloading it on Audible now. The Life and Death on the World's Most Dangerous mountain, which isn't technically correct, because that's um, Annapurna. But um but that book, K two Life and Death on the World's Most Dangerous Mountain by Ed Vistiers and David Roberts. Ed Vistiers is um an amazing guy who's done um all fourteen summits. First American, yeah. Uh without oxygen, I believe. Uh
0: some of them. He did no he he did if I'm right, I think it was he was just the first first American to climb all fourteen thousanders. You... Second uh, after
1: uh Jersey Kakuchka, I think. Oh really? I think so. Maybe that's what it was without O2 then. I got to research. I, I'm, thinking it, I'm thinking it was without O2. Okay. But Maybe not, you're right because he was a big non-O2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a 100%, but I'm going to look it up now using my um, technology.
0: <laughs> this is it. We're on Google. Let's have a look. a first American decline. I thought I thought. Oh, did, there. There's more, There's more of a
1: sentence there. It's a big one. Um, this is lie. Person. This is this is yeah. This is what he was the first American and the fifth person to do so without using supplemental ah, oxygen. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so first American. Yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah, very cool guy though. There's a book called No Shortcuts to the Top. Um, really, really interesting guy. Spent a lot of his um, time climbing Mount Rainier in mm-hmm. um, in the US uh, before he started essentially climbing mountains. Uh, you know, obviously in the Himalayas and absolutely fantastic. Great book. No shortcuts to the top. I read that uh, many, many moons ago um, whilst I was on a trek and absolutely fantastic. It's great to see it from their point of view. He's, I mean, he's massive on safety. You know, he, he's kind of old school. And I would say, you know, the mountains miss these type of people at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, is that these people, it's it's not just about the summit. It's about getting safely down. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know he's the type of guy that would that would help other people who are struggling, where unfortunately it's it's a little bit different like that on, on the mountains at the moment. Um, yeah. especially on Everest
1: and K2. It's unfortunately a bit different. Well he coined the um getting to the top is optional, getting down is mandatory. Yeah. Um yeah, he's a he's sort of one of those um he's cut from the old school that actually did it for the love of the mountain and exactly and, and understand what yeah. it means, but yeah. also had a level of realism about him that he understood that no summit and no amount of money is actually worth someone's life. Yeah. You know, so he would turn exactly. back on summits to help people and things like that. And that's what I love. Like, imagine that, like all that money and all that time and all that training, but you sacrifice it in order to help someone else. To yeah. me, is almost a greater achievement than actually reaching the Bloody summit.
0: Right. Bloody right, mate. You know? Um, it's great as well. Emily, looking at her. she wants to do Everest 2027, 20 mate, or go for it. Hundred percent, you can do it. I know you've been um, back in the early TTI's when we were um, uh, chatting about it. I know you were, you were you were thinking about it then, weren't you? So, mate, but really excited to see how it goes over the next few years. Um, yeah, definitely let us know how you get on, mate. Maybe um, it'd, it'd be cool to, to follow your journey. And um, yeah, I know it. I know it's a big, it's a big change. It's obviously a big outlay, but yeah, I know you can do it. Hundred um, percent. Obviously, you've got some got some kind of bits to do before. Obviously, if you want to do Aconcagua, on Caguá. Um, that's really good prep I know a lot of Everest climbers who do that um, as well as do maybe another 8,000 meter peak before climbing Everest some people do that as well um, so yeah definitely it's uh, it's highly highly recommended yeah um, yeah can't wait for you mate really excited awesome My um, right, next questions I know we, we've had some really good ones uh, this one who was I looking at um, I yeah so
1: Claire has Claire, asked Claire, I think uh, wasn't is, uh, is there um, was there Claire? is it better to take mini crampons for the three passes um, or are they supplied? Um, No, they'll be supplied for you. So um, plenty of times you don't actually need them. You know, the passes are actually you're able to go over them with just your trekking boots. Um, But if there is snow um, or ice in the area, you know, it can happen in the Himalayas, pretty unpredictable weather. Yeah, Um, yeah, you'll be given those um, universal crampons that sort of fit on um, any hiking boot, like the micro spike ones. And that's all you need. But they'll be provided for you by the by the team and the guide.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people just over the years have preferred to take their own. So if you wanted to, that's fine. Um, some people do, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of an individual thing. But if um, if it, if it's that bad, that the, the team will, will have them there ready, um, because yeah, those high passes can be uh, can be challenging sometimes. And sometimes it is definitely, um, you know, the weather has been a bit nuts over the last few years, um, especially kind of like what was it? it was in the spring and we had so much snow it felt like it was the autumn season yeah that was on um, um, upon on some of the peaks mara peak and island peak
1: yeah absolutely yeah. crazy wasn't it great that was april wasn't it april 2019 april, yeah, it was,
0: no no april this year april this year yeah it was really bad
1: oh i thought you remember where we went no 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 just talking about yeah tops. oh yeah no yeah this year there was a lot yeah this um this last spring was um yeah the weather was really bad really unusual Absolutely. It's been like that, though. I think it's going to get more and more like that with, um, you know, climate change and things like that. It's happening more and more often across the world. That
0: Yeah, it's more the norm now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The
1: only place that's sort of immune to it seems to be Wales. Um, they talk about <laughs> this global boil and stuff like that, but it's yet, it's yet to we reach We still us. get the rain. It's yet, it's yet it's <laughs> we still to, get the yet, rain. Yet to reach us.
0: Oh, great stuff. Um, oh, just, just reading uh, Emily's, uh, Thanks, guys. My journey will always have began with Evertrek. Got Killy with you guys next year, Island Peak. Ah, oh, mate, that's absolutely going to be fantastic, awesome. really exciting. Um, and Lee doing the the three passes. Yeah, Ree, what, what, uh, Lee. When is that again? Um, it's not it's not long now, is it? Is it this autumn? I know that when you when you booked it, it feels like ages ago. You booked now, um, but yeah, I bet you're really really pumped for that. Um, not long at all. And Tina, how you doing, Tina? Nice to see you out in Nepal. I I, I seen you've been exploring some of our favourite haunts. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic, mate. I'm, I think you're right. Once you do go to Nepal, um, it certainly grabs you, doesn't it? And doesn't let go. It wants you will be going back time and time
1: again. It's one of those countries, I think, that just gets under your mm. skin. Lots of people say it about Africa. You know, once you go to Africa, yeah, um, regardless of which country you visit, you kind of, there's so much to explore and it's so yeah. diverse that you've you got to go back. Nepal is like the opposite. It's this tiny little landlocked country in Southeast Asia. But <laughs> for crazy, some but... reason, you go there and it's just so rich in culture and everything, and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. I hate to be whimsical, but it's like a magical place for me. You know, <laughs> it's like I, obviously we're biased, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I it's, mean,
0: um, it's the Himalayas itself is 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 just fantastic. But Nepal's yeah. got a got a soft spot for Nepal, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I've been to so many countries now around the world, but for some reason, if I'm ever like sat down and just dreaming about a place. My mind always goes back there. Nice. Always. Can't help it. It's an
0: amazing place, isn't it? Just reading some of the... Tina, Nagakot and Bakhtapur. Oh, mate, well done. Those are two places, Nagakot and mm. Brilliant places, aren't they? I've been to Nagakot.
1: Yeah, Nagakot's lovely. Is that the one overlooking Kathmandu Valley? Overlooking Kathmandu Valley, yeah. yeah. I want to, uh, they do mountain biking down the... There's oh, really? It's really steep to get to the top. Nice. Um, and they do mountain bike trails down the bottom. Brilliant. It's a plan of mine. Okay. I've got a system.
0: We'll have to. Um, well, we're out there in the autumn. We're, myself and Dave, um, we've got a couple of trips this autumn. We're, yep. um, we're out in um, Morocco in uh, October. Tube Cal three. Uh, yeah, we got a good Tube Cal trip. I, I believe there's still, what was it like five, six days to book onto that
1: if someone wants to? Yeah, go. you got some time. Left. So I think there's, the there's definitely some spaces left. Um, not a huge amount. Maybe if I can panic Vicky by getting her to get all <laughs> that information at the very last She's like, well, where's
0: the link? Yeah, um, like,
1: i could just see her head bobbing time to side. okay i gotta
0: get that <laughs> um but yeah there are if, if anyone wanted to jump on that i know it's not far away but love to have you on that um absolutely really excited And then we're on um uh, we're
1: on Peak trip uh in, in november so we're really excited about that as well yeah yeah very very excited and uh, then comment to give that to nepal potentially then somewhere else in january
0: uh yeah Aconcagua in january so we've got a yeah we've got a busy Busy four or five months. Yeah, very exciting. Um, there we go. Uh, she put uh, Vicky's put the. Um, oh, have I put the wrong one? <laughs> Sorry, Emily. I literally went to show another one, and that came in. I. Uh, but
1: definitely. Emily Couvill, I fell in love with Nepal—the people, the place, and one person in particular. Oops! (laughs) Uh, I wonder who that was. I know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is like the worst comment you can put because now I'm like, I know uh, curiosity now. Who it is?
0: Um, But there we go. Um, Yeah, we put the link on there just if you wanted to head over to the website, have a little look at that trip. Um, Three spaces available. Okay, so we do have a a few spaces there for anyone to jump in. Um, Yeah, Dave, I think. Just kind of finalise where we're at then around Trek difficulty, because mm-hmm. I know we've talked a lot about particular difficulty levels. Obviously, we've got the gentle. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've got the moderate. We've got challenging. We've got tough. Yeah. Now, I know they're not necessarily ever trek words, are they? Well, we were because saying Normally, this. We... we're like, oh, <laughs> gentle,
1: moderate, challenging. I know, tough. they're not really words like, that we would use I feel, feel like generally. tough should be epic. Yeah. Challenging... I maybe we should put this out there. What do the guys think that would be like, if we needed okay. four categories for sort of... You know. So, okay, then gentle. What, what would everyone want gentle
0: to be? And, and and there's only one gentle trip that we currently do. What would what would you guys say would be gentle? Yeah, that'd is be interesting. Any other words for gentle? So we've got gentle. trek words for gentle. And it can't be awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, Gopping is a good word. That's more ugly, though, isn't it? I think, I've Goping. never heard of that word. Gopping, yeah. Like, you know? if you say something... In, it's like usually ugly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Ramble. Ooh, I like ramble. Eileen, that's a good one. Um, that's absolutely brilliant. Okay. So, okay. So, we've got a couple for gentle. Any more that, um, that kind of uh, filter through? So, what about moderate then? What would we go for kind of in the middle for diddle, kind of moderate? What words would we use for that? Be interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tina's got a good one. Bimble for gentle. A
0: bimble. A ah, bimble. No, I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. And I know. One of our old Trekkers Fee, that was definitely, because her motto is a bimble is, is better than a bash. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, if something is buckshi, it means easy. Yeah. Buckshi, okay. Buck-she. So bimble's a good one. So-, so yeah, what about moderate then? Let's see what moderate would be. Because moderate is like an Everest base camp. Yeah. Um, it's like an Annapurna base camp. It's something that isn't easy, but it isn't as hard as, say, you know, like going to K2. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what people think about yeah. what, what... Any other words for moderate? Um One, well, whilst uh, Bimble, Steady and Hardcore... Oh, steady's good. And then we've got Challenging. Now, Challenging... Not, I don't mind that word.
1: Challenging's okay. Because Challenging... I mean, they're all Challenging. I mean, Tough is probably the one I'm... Le- tough and Gentle like are tough. the ones I, I don't like. Okay, <laughs> tough. Because Tough is like... It's, it's subjective. It's too subjective. So hardcore. If I change, if you change it, yeah. <laughs> Tina, that, I, I really like hardcore. Yeah. So if you change tough, like tough is okay. tough. <laughs> really, they all tough. I like Lisa blowing out your, um, your ace. Yeah, I think I, that's I what can... he meant there. Um, but yeah, Brilliant. I think I think tough should be like savagery. Savagery. Oh, oh, the absolute savagery. Absolute savagery. Absolute <laughs> savagery. Okay, like, you know, like, okay, he's good. You know, like um, something that's, like, evocative of, you know.
0: Yeah, what it actually is. And, and this is it. Like, as you can imagine, we wanted to use Ron Seal words, you know. It does what it says on the tin top thing. But there are some other words out there, and it's always interesting. And the reason I asked it as well, it'd be good to see um what you guys thought about those particular things. Uh Hardcore I like Brian. <laughs> EBC is just a pre-beer stroll. Pre-beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one for the hard one, an in beast. Yeah, Emily. Flipping. You're, you could have just said that. I could have said flipping, yeah. Yeah, you could have said flipping. Um, definitely. There's some good words in here. I'm gonna write some of these down and we'll have a chat internally about them. Um yeah, because it's been on the agenda. We've been we've been looking at some of these and wondering. Um, you know, because we think that some of them are Quite fair, you know, in terms of what they are. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see some Evertrackers' perspective on on those trips as well. Whether they are a pre-beer stall
1: or they are flipping beast. Yeah. Um, I like there's um there's an e mountain bike, right? Yeah. And it's got, you know, the settings you've done the e-bike where you move yeah, through yeah, yeah, them yeah. and it's like trail, mountain, and the final one is ludicrous ludicrous <laughs> like, like it gives you like so much power it's ludicrous brilliant i've always liked that like you know so if we did like a three peaks challenge but it was like Kili, and elbrus or something like that Fantastic. that that challenge would be ludicrous <laughs> brilliant well look um a, a little bit
0: different today just chatting randomly about difficulties and difficulty levels and gauges and uh, i hope it's been a little bit useful just chatting about that um great questions as well thanks so much um Nice to see some familiar faces on the live as well. Thanks, Tina, for joining us from all the way from the pool. Um, as always, um, you know it's nice to see Bry um, just before his next pre-beer stroll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, absolutely fantastic. And uh, any further questions off the back of these, do drop us a question. You know, drop us an email or a direct message as well, um, because uh, you know we want to make sure that you know, before you go on any of these trips, you're comfortable in terms of what you're getting yourself into. Um, you know, and we'll give you our honest and say, look, this is, this is a, you know, it's a moderate or, um, as we call maybe, maybe a bit more of a bimble. Um, you know, it's definitely, um, any, any trip that we do is challenging in some form. Um, it's just, you know, if we can, we can try and make that gauge as understand, as as understandable as possible, Mm -hmm. then you can make the decision on which one you're going to go for next. Um, you know, we hope that helps give some context about the, you know, the types of trips and things that we do. Yeah um, Yeah so that's it for today Any final thoughts Steve
1: off the back of that um, Yeah to be honest with you I was hoping to go to Machu Picchu at some point <laughs> um, I see you I'll, there. I'll, I'll be honest I, I don't want to pay You don't want to pay Can you help me out there I, I
0: think We can potentially Help you out Because yeah. I think If Vicky's still listening uh, <laughs> She might still be listening um, Yeah obviously If anyone hasn't Registered yet uh, We do have A little competition At the moment Going to Machu Picchu um, So definitely um, Get yourself Entered uh, I think Vicky is going to drop this in the comments. Literally, she's literally finding the link now. She's scrambling. Almost. She's scrambling over to get the link to join the. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally, it'll be in the comments and get yourself in. I know a lot of you have already. I think we've still got um, two weeks left uh, before we announce the winner, which will be on the 22nd. Um... <laughs> uh, she's got the. I Got that many entries, to stop getting emails. Is that what it is? Oh, so, <laughs> sorry about that, Lee. I'll make sure you get more emails this time, mate. Um, definitely. So, uh, so we we know here it is, it's there. Awesome. Uh, win a trek, Machu Picchu. Great stuff. There awesome. it
1: is. But yeah, no, other than that, yeah, final words, I guess. I think that you know, obviously, all yep. of our treks they're all tough. Yeah, you know, how tough largely depends on on you, training, fitness, you're willing to put in to make these things easier or harder. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think if you want to know, you know, if you want (laughs) an adventure, all adventures should be tough. They should have some risk. They should be challenging and it should push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. There should be moments when you're on that trip and you think, and then when you you get back, you think, oh, that was awesome. Did it. You know, that's what true adventure is all about. That's what we try and build into these trips. Um, And yeah, that's what we love about
0: it. I love that as well. I think Tina's replied to Danny there because um, he was asking, where on the scale of difficulty does Annapurna Circuit? And Tina says, bloody awesome. I, nice. I, I think I agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's actually, I mean, in our current one, which uh, it, yeah, our current gauge is challenging. Hmm. So I would say it's up there with you know K2 Base Camp. It's up there with um, the three passes trek. Uh, it's a toughie. Um, yep. Definitely, um, but it's uh, you know more than achievable. It's it's a, it's a circular route, obviously circuit. Um, you do go uh, above 5,000 meters, so it's you know it is a toughie. Um, but as Tina says, bloody awesome. So yeah, definitely yep. get yourself have a little look at that, Danny, as well. And any, I know it's uh, um, no worries uh, coming late to the party. We're here every week um, uh, at half twelve, um, unless we're away or or off in the mountains or anything.
1: Um, but drop drop in. I love Lee's one. The hardest yeah. one should just be called Living the Dream. I like that. Because everyone says that. Are you finding it today, mate? Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's <is> that <laughs> how know? it is. Okay. That's what it awesome, is. Awesome, <laughs> Love that.
0: Great stuff, everyone. Love it to see you all. Um, yep. We'll be back next week. And, um, yeah, have an awesome week, whatever you're up to. If you can get to Cadre do it. If not, get to the nearest mountain. Have fun. Yeah. Stay safe, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Actually, if you go into either mine or Andy Strava, you'll see the route. Oh, that's good show, actually. Good show, well. yeah. The figure of eight, and it takes into account a few different um, routes on... Caduidress, so good yeah. luck. All awesome.
1: Take it easy.